Blog Talk Radio. judge whether or not something is successful when you're the author to be to be honest so i i i'm happy with the way things are going so far um just got the uh, statements from llewellyn and through june we had sold over four thousand copies so i think very for nice. the occult niche that it is that's actually very well and it just thrills me to death to think that um the book has found its way into that many homes and it will find its way into many, many more, I am sure. You know, I was fairly sick a few weeks ago, and I mean fairly sick like in screaming pain and very uncomfortable and unable to sleep. And this went on for days and days and days. And one night I just happened across uh, one of your online classes, and I will tell you, it that just listening to you um, teach was so calming for me. It was the first night I had gotten any real sleep in quite some time. Mm. So I have to highly recommend um, you are a wonderful teacher. So for folks who are like, eh, online classes, I don't know, about it. I've got to tell you, I I know some really talented people, and Karen Michelle is super talented as far as being able to teach and calm 
impart information. You have such an amazing way of doing it. And I just wanted to thank you because you were so soothing and calming. I, I started to let go of the tightness that was developing me. Well, that's wonderful to hear. I'm glad you were able to catch the class and get something out of it uh, like that. That's amazing. And I'm sorry you were feeling so sick, though. Yeah, but you helped me right through it without even knowing it. So I'm very appreciative. It's, it's rare to be able to find somebody. You know, there's so much information in witchcraft, period. And, you know, sometimes... We get bombarded. I mean, I remember the days where there wasn't enough information. We were limited by what was immediately available. For me, um, being a gardenarian wasn't necessarily my witchcraft choice, but it is available at the time. So that's how mm-hmm. I learned. But but now that there's so much information, you run in the other direction where there's almost too many choices. You've got to be able to decide good and edible. I guess you have to use your own spirit to decipher that as well, but it's wonderful when you find someone who not only is but also is able to teach as beautifully as you So I, I, I wonder... You know, how many more people uh, will be buying the book? And this book so much, you know, and it, it is one of my favorite, favorite books of 2022. And I'm sure anyone who hasn't gotten it yet, please get it. You will love it too. I promise. It's such a beautiful book and it's so well written and it's so packed, packed, packed with really good information. But the that folks actually have access to you. That wasn't always the case back in my day when you got to meet someone who was willing to teach. It was a very, very big deal, you know, but now we have Internet and it's more accessible. Mm -hmm. So tell me how the classes have been going and what you've been doing. Oh, yeah. Your first book release. Well, I... um always intended to do some kind of teaching uh, around this time of the year because the the book itself, as you know, um, uh, the the exercises, the actually applied practices of elemental witchcraft that I laid out were keyed to the wheel of the year. And they meant to start uh, at the full moon, full moon closest to Samhain which we just had, the morning moon and, and Samhain were basically the same day when, with a lunar eclipse, so very auspicious. And so that has just happened. And then leading up to that time, I introduced the work to the world. Uh, well, we, So I started in September. We backed up from that start date the, basically the 11 weeks that made the 11 chapters prior to the start of the, the practical work and I was doing basically a class a week I started at first doing them through a Facebook group which I welcome anyone to join it's um you know it's private once you're in there but it's able to be found just by searching and it's just called the pinnacle path of elements of witchcraft training with Heron Michelle 
And so we started to to talk and find people who were interested, and I would do the classes through just the online events on Facebook, and then I download the video and pretty it up a little bit and put it out on my YouTube channel. And so we did that for the first seven classes. Um, I've since uh, moved that onto the student portals of my own website, which is the sojo.com. Um, I offer the first seven weeks sort of um, freely accessible to the public for a limited time because I wanted as many people to have access to what I was uh, teaching at the introductory level as possible to see if it was something that interested them. I know that uh, if I'm if I'm looking into something with an unknown new author, an unknown style, I need I need to experience it a little bit first before I, I lay down the big money, you know, to to get in deep with them. And so I wanted that opportunity for everyone. And man, we had such an amazing response. Students all over the world were contacting me saying they had seen things on the on YouTube, seen the intro classes and wanted more. So now we're teaching yeah. through our website, which is thesojo.com, and we did the, a dedicant retreat out here in North Carolina where you could sign up to watch it online or you could sign up to come in person and spend a weekend on this beautiful land with us and participate in all the rituals and classes and meditations in person. But then now we've just begun our Earth Temple course the earth path, the path of sovereignty, and that will be the next three months um, spanning between Samhain and Imolk. And so far, registrations have been wonderful people all over the world. That's amazing and not surprising. Well, not surprising to me because I knew Mm -hmm. that once this information got out there that people were going to be clamoring for it. You know, you hear so much about authenticity and you hear about credibility. And, you know, as I told you, when I first found out you were, were putting out Elemental Witchcraft, the book, um, that I always considered you a very sober-minded, thoughtful person. And I always appreciated your approach to pretty much everything. Um, and I'm fascinated because you managed to be a parent and a shop owner and a writer and a teacher, and I'm lucky if I can get my underwear facing the right direction every morning. So, I mean, I'm in awe of you because you seem to have everything together and are very successful at all of it. And you know, I don't know what that methodology is, what brand of witchcraft lets you do all that, um, that you actually get to pull off everything you put your hand to, you know. And, no, no, and that's been, not true. Well, okay, okay, not 100% of the time, but I will say that because of your approach to things, which is very measured and considered and researched, um, I have 100% full confidence when I recommend anyone to you um, Mm. because credibility is so important. And I think, you know, again, it's one thing when we had no information, but now there is such a plethora of different ways to go. It's nice to feel very confident, especially when your teacher is confident. And I find that to be so important, don't you? 
I do. I had a, a hard time finding the craft. I think you and I spoke about this the last time we talked. We had a similar, you know, issues back in the early days, even finding anybody, finding information. There sure. was no internet. Right, right. If you didn't it was, find it, it was hard. Shop, and then once you did find somebody, very hard. who knows? Yeah. So, you know, you were basically left to, to somewhat trust whomever you were able to get in contact with. And, you know, some in, in my experience, I was very fortunate. I didn't go through any of the abuses that I had since heard about, um, mm-hmm. you know, because there is a lot of, where at least back then there were a lot of predatory issues, you know, with mm-hmm. certain groups, as, as I'm sure you've heard as well. So it was very important to find people who were credible. And, again, I know I was very lucky because I never had that issue. But, you know, again, in, in this time period, there's just so much, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes, you know, I listen to things, and I, and I think every voice, um, teaches you something. It may not be what you intended in the first place, um, but you will learn through experience um, what's good and what's pretty much shit. You know, I've, I've heard right. a lot of folks <laughs> out there in the world, as I'm sure you have too. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I really feel like, you know, as people learn about you, read your writings, you know, not just your book, but, you know, everything you've done. And the folks who are lucky enough to have access to the free classes, you know, they see how you are. I mean, it's it's wonderful to have representation like you out in the world for our community. Thank you. I've had uh, some run-ins with some less credible teachers in my on my journey and I, and I agree that you you learn from all of them even if what you're learning is what not to do and how yeah. not to be Absolutely. I had a couple of those along the way and you know I've I think with maybe some hindsight and some maturity and perspective and distance I'm, I'm able to say you know I'm still grateful that I crossed paths with them because now I know what not to do and how not to be yeah, but uh, you know, yeah, it was tough. It's a I lot felt like parenting. So lonely. Yeah, really, exactly. Yeah, I felt so lonely out there, and I think it's that might be part of the drive, the the fires that that drive me. You know, my blog is called Witch on Fire, and I always feel like there's this fire stoked underneath me. But uh, I think one of the things that inspires me to do this, keep doing this, and try to do it credibly and responsibly, is that I just don't want any other witches to be lonely and desperate to find something meaningful to share, you know, to share with other people something meaningful in a way that was healthy and beneficial. I mean, I left the evangelical crazy pants churches of Christianity in the South and I was looking for the alternative. I knew it had to be out there and I wanted it so much. It was very hard to find. And and so now I just want to make sure people find it. And what's interesting is when I first started, what I wanted is there to be good, credible information that was easily findable. And now, like you said, the opposite is true. There's so much information. It is a deluge of information. And half of it is crap, like you said. And and not not on purpose. I'm not 
trying to throw shade on people who are offering content. I believe that they're offering content from where they're at, from what they know. Right. Doing the best they can. At least yeah. I'll choose to believe that people are doing the best they can with what they know. And that's the problem with ignorance is you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And uh, so <laughs> now sure. now I want to offer the content yeah. online and in, in the public eye because I want there to be uh, another option. I want there to be something that people can can go to. I want it to be available so people can see it and go, oh, hey, that's different. Um, now yeah. I feel like I have to do it because if I don't, then the people who won't innocently or not don't, don't know what the, they don't know what they're doing. Now I'm not one to usually tell someone they're doing things wrong. Let's just say that the, if a beginner is leading the class, you're only going to get beginner information. Sure. And if Absolutely. the beginner doesn't hasn't had the teacher they need to tell, put it in context for them and help them understand it in the wholeness of the occult mystery, they've only got half the story anyway. And so I'm not trying to throw shade. I really am grateful people are creating content, and that content is making it more normalized. I mean, I'm one of those people that is glad people that witchcraft can be more normalized and not be a scary, fearful thing. I think the better, world is better off the more witchcraft we have. Um, but the, the occult no, is I, I, complicated. Definitely. It is. It's very complicated, and it has several complicated histories. Even the mm-hmm. things I believe and have believed since, you know, I first started learning in the 70s. Yeah, back in the Stone Age, I said it. Um, <laughs> you know, a lot of that had to change and grow because the things we were taught then don't necessarily work in today's world. So a lot of, you know, I, I again, I and I've said this before, I've been called a lot of things by fellow gardenerians like, oh, you're a reformist, or oh, you don't believe in the old ways. And it's like, you know what? Some of the old shit needs to die. Some of the old Mm -hmm. shit is still good and valuable, and I still employ that. But the things that are exclusionary and hurtful to people have no business in anything I want to practice anyway. So you want to call me reformer, fine. Everyone's Mm -hmm. entitled to their opinion. Um, but I wanted to ask you, do you see mm-hmm. more young people being drawn to the craft now? Um, do you ever find that you wish more older folks would maybe revisit uh, a fresh course like yours and maybe glean some new information? What are your thoughts on folks that don't want to expand their knowledge um, you know, folks who have been practicing forever and ever, as opposed to young folks first coming in. Ooh, uh, well, interesting. So, you know, I have the shop, and the, and mm-hmm. I'm in a college town. So I have uh, a lot, there's a lot of young folks coming to the craft. There really are, and that's wonderful. And you can find, you know, on social media and TikTok and et cetera, there's, there's a lot of access. And so that's the... TikTok is the, the gateway platform, I guess, to more serious <laughs> drugs like witchcraft, you know, the real witchcraft. But um, in my class, if I just go based on who's signed up for my class, i got to tell you, it's a little intimidating, but many of my new students are 
are decades into their practice. Third degree high priestesses in several traditions, including Gardnerians, people who've been in tra- mm-hmm. traditional craft lineages forever, who who really are looking for a new perspective. At least that's what they say when they, they come into the class. It's intimidating because people who are senior to me, who certainly have um, more experience, more on paper credentials as far as those things go, but if they like what they read in the book, they like the fresh take, they're looking to evolve their craft, and, a, and, and, and we like the spark, I guess. Maybe they're a little yeah. bored of doing the same things over and over, or just less inspired than they used to be and are looking for a new perspective on the same things because, you know, what I teach is heavily Wiccan enough to catch me a lot of flack from the people who like to hate on Wicca, but also... Yep just progressed enough, just different and new enough that um, I think it can can really add something new and refreshing um, to both the, you know, the, what we used to call eclectic. Because, I mean, I've always just called yeah. what I do, you know, an eclectic, syncretic form of modern witchcraft. Um, but I think it can, can add something to both sides of that equation and then make a new thing, a synergistic thing. But no, I'm very impressed. As a matter of fact, here's a fun story. When I was um, oh, a teenager in South Carolina, and I just found out that Wicca existed, that witchcraft was a thing, and I'm thrilled. Be- I mean, I'm just tickled fuchsia that there's witchcraft in the world. <laughs> and I'm running towards it as fast as I can go. I had a friend who um, who I met and gave me some books, et cetera. Well, later on, I'm about 19, I guess. This is when I was going to college in uh, Greenville, South Carolina. And um, he introduces me to uh, the high priestess of his coven, who happens to be an astrologer. She she gave me an astrology reading, printed it out, Raina, she printed it out on a dot matrix printer. It was amazing. (laughs) Put it in a paper folder for me gave it to me, gave me my first astrology reading. And um, that is the, she led the very first ritual I ever attended. They did a, a summer solstice that was open to friends and family. And it was the you know, middle of the day in a public park and, or at a friend's, somebody's house. And they, um, they had a little picnic afterwards. Anyway, I know that they had it all toned down for the public, you know, they, right. Cause you know, they had everybody's parents and children and whatever were there. But um, it's the very first ritual I ever attended, and uh, this priestess led it. No kidding, 30 years later, she enrolled in my course. Found me on Facebook. Get out of town! Couldn't believe it. Could not believe it. I know. Uh, She had uh, wandered away from Wicca into other goddess-type traditions, she said, and was just sort of finding her way back home and was looking for something fresh and interesting. To uh, to you know to spark her her interest again and anyway I pulled out that folder from my shelf and on one of our first Zoom calls I was able to show it to her and right on the front astrology reading with her name and uh uh-huh. yeah it's been awesome been awesome that's incredible I've got to tell you I find that so encouraging because as a Gardnerian who identifies as Wiccan a lot of shit. All the mm-hmm. time. <laughs> you know, not badly, but just, you know, that, that look down the nose of, oh, you're one of those people. And mm-hmm. I'm so encouraged 
to hear that there are older folks, folks who, you know, have been in the game for a long time wanting this fresh name because that's mm-hmm. exactly what happened with me when I got your book. I'm like, oh, thank you for the modern version of everything I love. Thank you. I needed mm-hmm. this because, you know, it's hard to not get stale after 40-plus years of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'm... Obviously, I'm very lucky. I get to talk to amazing folks, amazing writers like yourself. But to find home again is not that easy. It's Mm -hmm. just not. And when you find something, again, where you have the same feeling you had when you first discovered witchcraft is a very unusual thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I have to tell you, that's what your book did for me. So I'm, I'm so mm-hmm. glad to hear that older folks are revisiting and, and checking out the Pentacle Path. I think it's brilliant. It's well thought out. It's well laid out. And I'm so happy that younger folks are into it too, because you, oh, know, you yeah. want young people to get really good researched information and I'm just so happy that that is what's happening that it's not just young folks and it's not just old folks but you've got this large swath of people um, from from everywhere checking it out I, I just I'm very mm-hmm. heartful to know all of that so that's great so I've got to ask oh you, yeah 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 I've got to yeah I've got to ask you so the Pentacle Path has been out it's it's working its way into the bloodstream. Fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. What are you writing next? Well, you caught me playing hooky. <laughs> well, well I, I broke out of book jail to do this interview. I know. I am I'm hot on the deadline for lunar witchcraft. That's okay. awesome. When can we? I, when can I, we I had to extend back? my deadlines. I think when I spoke to you last time, I was still saying that my deadline was July first, and then life happened. Uh huh. Running a business like and having teenagers and doing the whole thing—it's just very time-consuming. And I, I yeah. wish I could just sit around and write all day. But you know how life doesn't always afford you that kind of time. So anyway, I've made a couple of bargains with my editor. Uh, Llewellyn, as you know, is uh, Heather Green, and when she called and asked if my store would be the the book vendor at Mystic South in Atlanta this summer, where we last saw each other, I was like, okay, I'll do all that work, but you've got to give me an extension on my deadline. And she did. And anyway, I'm now working, I'm racing the sun. That works so well for me. I, I do a lot of my best work when I time it to the solar cycle. And for some reason, summer solstice and winter solstice are the the times. I race the sun to its peak, or I race the sun to its rebirth. But uh, I'm I'm trying to get this uh, first draft of lunar witchcraft back to them by uh, December 20th is my goal, and I hope I make it because I'm the high priestess of my coven this year, and I'm hosting Yule at my house, so I better be done. <laughs> 
I don't know where you find this time. I really don't because you do have teenagers, and anyone yeah. who's the parents of teenagers goes ah. Yep. <laughs> that's, the, that's what it sounds like. You know exactly the language of parenting teenagers. Well, technically, my eldest is 20 now, and she's moved out into her own local apartment. Thank goodness. Thank all the gods, uh-huh. and it's going well. But my 18-year-old uh, son still lives at home with me. He's just graduated high school and has gone to the local community college and to save money is living with me. And that's been very yep. copacetic. But it does yep. provide, you know, just enough distraction and duty to, for my ADHD brain, it's all it takes to get me off the subject that I'm supposed to be thinking of. So anyway, yeah. it's been fine. But, you know, there's always the health challenges to navigate and, and life, and sure. I haven't had a particularly easy time of that lately, so that's also been distracting. But I feel really good about the way the manuscript is coming together. At this point, I know what I need to do. I just have to do it. Uh, about a month ago, I wouldn't have even known exactly what I need to do yet because it, uh, it was <laughs> – about three quarters of a manuscript that I put down two, three years ago. Because you know, I don't know if you remember, but I was writing Lunar Witchcraft first. I worked on it for yeah. a year, and then realized that I just could not teach the subject first. I had to do the foundational theology and elemental witchcraft first. So I switched, which meant I laid down a gigantic word file. I closed it and did not open it for three years. And when I opened it, I'm like, "What the hell is all this?" You know. So now I'm having to just reorient <laughs> myself with my notes and my research and reorganize it because I've learned so much in the last three years. I'm so glad I didn't put that manuscript out three years ago because I I swear I didn't know what I I didn't know what I was doing yet. I thought I did. That's the problem with ignorance. You don't know what you don't know. But now I, I know some new things and I'm really excited about putting them together in this new format. So it's coming together. Have you been surprised by any of the things that you've learned since the Pentacle Path came out? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, so in the, the subject you, of the Anything thing, you can share? <laughs> sure, sure. So you know how I'm, I'm really into seeing how cycles work together. That was a big deal about the Pentacle Path, is how everything interweaves together. Yep. And um, I like to look at how solar cycles and the lunar cycles and all the, the planets and the seven celestial spheres, et cetera, all are interworking together, making this big mechanism that, um, you know, that, that, that regulates the flow of, of energy and consciousness through the, the cosmos. So this is a, okay, so I'm going to, to confess a, a piece of my ignorance. I mean, how many years have I been a witch and didn't realize this? But, okay, so... As a little premise, the the sun and the moon at a full moon will be in opposition to each other, which is to say that if the sun's on one side of the zodiac wheel, the moon will be full on the exact opposite side, right? And those are paired in six pairings where an earth and a water sign are always paired together and a fire and an air sign are always paired together and they alternate. All right. So... The dark moon is when the moon is in the exact same sign as the sun. You're looking at its backside, a zero degrees conjunction of the sun, which means they'll be in the same sign. 
Okay, so here's the ignorant part. In my, when I first started writing the manuscript, I happened to be in a year where when I looked at the way the dark moons and the full moons laid out, a lunar cycle could begin with the new moon. And I do separate new moon and dark moon. So, you know, new moon begins the cycle. And then we'd have the, say, say for example, the full moon in Pisces. Uh, when the sun was in Pisces, the moon was in Virgo. And then two weeks later, we'd have the dark moon where the dark moon and the sun were both in Pisces together. And it went in a nice, reasonable order of things, right? So first you have the full moon in the opposition of that pairing, and then you have the dark moon. Very polite, very well organized. I can appreciate this. So I write this thing as if we're going to do these lunations. We start at the new moon, and then we celebrate that pairing through the whole cycle with the full moon in the middle and the dark moon pair in the pairing at the end. Okay, so I put the manuscript down for three years, picked it back up again, looking at the old sketch where I had drawn out how the lay of the moons go, and I would call that full moon lead. In the pairing, the full moon was first. And now I'm looking sure. at another year. I'm looking at another year, and I'm like, what the fuck? What are these? In that situation, why is the dark moon in Pisces coming before the full moon in the dark, you know, in Pisces and Virgo pairing? What? What? Yeah, why is the full moon, I mean, the new moon, I mean, the dark moon first. Why is it coming first? Okay, so here's the thing. They switch directions. And there is a cycle that ancient Greek philosophers noticed and named like 500 BCE. It's called the Metonic Scale. It's 19 years long. Did you ever know the Metonic Scale? That's 19 years long. No. No. Okay. Right. Not okay. So, but, so here's the here. Okay, so it's a, a Greek philosopher named Meton. Meton. I don't know how you pronounce these things. Anyway, so they they noticed that the cycle of pairing between the moon and the sun, and I do mean the phase and the sign lining back up again and repeating the cycle. It's every 19 years. Yeah, right. Year number one of the cycle. Let's just say, for example, we start when we're looking at when dark moon, the first dark moon of the new solar year happened on, we'll just say January 1st. This doesn't really have anything to do with the Gregorian calendar, but let's just, we'll throw that in there as a moment. Okay, so January 1st, first dark moon, of the year is in Capricorn. It just happens to land on January 1st. 19 years later, January 1st, dark moon in Capricorn. But it takes 19 years to repeat. Here's the other thing. The reason why the moon and the dark, the full moon and the dark moon change leadership in their pairing is because when we have a full moon, I mean, sorry, a blue moon, which is when you have a second full moon in a zodiac sign, by the astrological uh-huh. method of accounting such things, that throws in an extra full moon, right? Which means that it's going to change leadership. It's now going to be dark moon less. But when you have a black moon cycle, which is to say there's two dark moons in the same zodiac sign, it again, it throws like this weird triangle shape in there and it switches the order of leadership. And, and it'll yeah. And the gap between them may be... 19 lunations, 18 lunations, 12 lunations, but there's a pattern. It goes like this. There'll be 
a no a no blue or black moon year, just a straight year. Then there'll be a blue moon year, a black moon year, a blue moon year, and then just a straight year with nothing. Then a black moon year, a blue moon year, a black moon year, and then just a straight nothing. Then there'll be a random because the cosmos likes to be random and throw in a monkey wrench, which makes my Virgo moon and rising very upset. There'll just be a black moon year, a blue moon year, no third one, and then the thing will repeat in the 19 years of this, and it comes back around at the beginning again. Um, I didn't know anything about that when I started the manuscript, and and now I'm going to have a whole bunch about it. Yeah. You know, (laughs) just when you think you have the pattern down, there's a monkey Uh wrench that says, not so fucking fast. (laughs) Exactly. And I think the cosmos, the, the divine mind of the cosmos is a trickster. That's, you know, you know, I'm a Hermes girl, right? which is why I love Hermetics, mm-hmm. which I'm all about from Hermes, Trismegistus, Mercury, Toast. Those are my those are my jam. Those are trickster gods. And I'm here to tell you, they just really like to throw comedy in there. They really do. Wow. Mm. So it's changed. So, so now you have to go back and explain all yep. of that and adjust right. the and cycles my, my accordingly. Night- mm-hmm. And you really? can't just write a book or say, here's a year's worth of exercises, and it'll work every year in this order. Nope. No. Nope. No. I, I, and I can't believe I almost submitted the manuscript based on that assumption. Scares me to death. That's why my stuff's so researched, you know. I don't want to accidentally not understand something because I just don't know. And so I researched the hell right. out of things. Because I guess that's my greatest fear, is being called out on us just being wrong about something factual. And I understand. I want my facts wrong. See, but I I understand that. You know, there there comes a point where you're using the best information available. And, I mean, there's no possible way in the world at any one time to know something somewhere in the world that changes something else. You I believe, because I know <laughs> that you care so much about it, there's got to be a point where you, you're like, okay, this is every, I did the best I could do, I've got to let it go right now. <laughs> go. And you I'm sorry, I, there was a bit of, inter- there was a bit of interference and I didn't hear the last thing you said, I'm sorry. No, you're good. Um, what I was saying is, you know, there comes a point where you have to stop writing long enough to release that information. And, yeah, you're right. You know, hopefully, I mean, and I know that that must be very difficult as someone who is basically teaching mm-hmm. death patterns, rituals, um, all of the things that you have 
in this book, and I'm sure you're going to have just as much in the next book and the book after that, et cetera, et cetera, on and on. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's always a chance to go back and or make additions. Yeah. You're very lucky that, you know, the Lunar Book will have all of this information, and it just seems like, and that's part of why I love you, because you care so much about every piece of the but there's always a chance mm-hmm. in your next book to say, okay, just by the way, uh, here's what I've learned since. And <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. but because you teach as well, you know, there's a there's a place in every book to make notes, which is also oh, a yeah. fantastic thing. You know, I go yeah. back, I've gone back to some of the books that I first learned from, and a lot of the things we thought new just based on planet and planetary positions which got changed when Pluto was mm-hmm. no longer considered a planet. And I always predict something like that happening. So I mean it throws a lot of things that we thought we knew into question. So I appreciate mm-hmm. your dedication I think it makes you a fantastic, probably a fantastic mom, shopkeep, boss. It obviously makes you a great writer. I mean, but that doesn't mean perfection, and it doesn't have to mean perfection. It just means you're really good at all of the things you do. And I hope you give yourself the credit that you deserve. You know, it's one thing to hear it from well, I mean, it's one thing to hear it from other people. I mean, I could lavish praise upon you all day no. um, because I respect you so much. But it's another thing to hear it from yourself and allow yourself that grace. And I hope you do because you're such well, a great you. example. Oh, you're very welcome. I mean, it's an honor to Yeah, there, there's to a couple things in life. There, there's a the, oh, the beauty of teaching classes is that I can say, hey, you guys, I was just reading through this chapter again, and I noticed that I omitted something important. Let me fill you in on Everyone grab a pencil and write this in <laughs> right here on this part of the chapter. You know, I can correct things and add additional things. So my, my course that's available, um, you know, we're enrolling now, there's so much extra information in there because, you know, the book was, 480 pages it was a huge chonker and they made me cut a bunch of stuff out which was wise of well and I'm not arguing with them about that but I kept all that stuff and so now I'm offering that as additional information in you know in the course itself so that's been wonderful is being able to keep going with it go a little more thoroughly with how to apply it in your daily life for example I've been making videos for the last two days and getting them all ready to post for the the students so i don't know i've been having a good time being able to to flesh it out a little bit uh in ways that i had to trim it back before now i can put all the fat back in and as everybody knows the fat is the delicious part so it is the delicious part i love the fat <laughs> part of everything have you seen me these? too yes, you have girl i don't i don't <laughs> but i mean the truth be told you know there Back when I was first learning, you know, uh, I was 
being Gardnerian, of course, the next level from that, from my teacher was Raymond Buckland and you know, mm-hmm. at the, the point that those books wound up in my hands, you know, Big Blue and all of that. Um, he was already famous, but not accessible, <laughs> you know. Right. So we, we, we had to wait for additional books, what the next thing was. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's so wonderful that we, we now have this opportunity to, like, have the book, have the teacher, have the courses, have another mm-hmm. book come, more courses. Um, and it, it's been so beneficial, I believe. You know, we, we are in a world right now where we are humbled to death half the time with information, you know, not mm-hmm. just about whatever spiritual path we're on, but just daily shit that comes out of nowhere yeah. and everywhere all at once. So it's really been wonderful to have access to you in many different forms readily available so thank you for doing videos because that's enormously helpful you know I was curious because I I did get to see you over the summer and and you did do classes at Mystic South which was great Um, are you are you back in front of doing classes in front of people or are you finding that it's more enjoyable to do videos and edit them or just do Zoom calls? Because I hear a lot of other folks say, if I have to get on one more Zoom call, I'm going to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I was wondering, you know, what your preference was and, and does it matter to you? Either way, does the information come across the same? Um, do you prefer a live class? Well, you know, I taught a live class for 10 years, um, and weekly, basically, and uh, that's all I knew. I avoided the Zoom and the online thing like the plague, mostly because of fear and anxiety over texting. But um, I have a fantastic team at the Sojourner of uh, brilliant, intelligent, skilled witches, and one of them... Um, is now my my media and advertising and tech witch. I call her my tech witch. But she's, she convinced me, well, everybody convinced me to do it, but she said she would handle the tech part. She redesigned our website. She does all the management. Her name is Capella, Kayla. And uh, she was one of my very first students, very first initiates. Uh, when I started teaching, she, t- she joined my class year one and was initiated at the end of year two. So a long friendship there, and she came back on. uh, She worked for the Sojo for three years in the beginning of our our existence and then left for eight years and pursued her career. She's a yoga teacher and an astrologer and all sorts of things. But she came back and said, I'll do it. I'll do all that stuff. So she manages Zoom. She manages emails and newsletters and websites and YouTube channels, all the things, and she just lets me teach. So to answer your question about the um, the in-person or whatnot, so we did a hybrid, and this is where I, I want to say this out loud where people can hear it because we are enrolling right now for what I call the Earth Path, the Path of Sovereignty. It's Chapter 12 in the book. It takes place from Salon to Limoc, so a three-month period. But we are having an in-person retreat. So for the people who do want to be in the room, 
we're, we're, we've rented a beautiful retreat center in Tarboro, North Carolina called Oak Grove Retreat. And, um, you know, facilities, there are places you can rent to stay. They've got free tent camping if you want to do that. But there's also glamping tents you can rent with beds and stuff and RVs and tiny houses and the whole thing. But we have um, my, my Sojo team, uh, Courtney, our general manager, is an amazing cook, and she she makes the food for everyone. We spend the whole weekend. And the next one is going to be over New Year's weekend here in North Carolina, and it's uh, wow. going to include several uh, several meditations, the big main huge ritual where we go to the Earth Temple to meet with uh, the Sovereign Gobe and create relationship with the gnomes, um, and do all the really occulty, magic-y stuff of uh, elemental earth from more of an alchemical perspective. And uh, we're wow. also going to craft basins. So Courtney, my general manager, is an amazing crafty witch, herbalist witch. She's my apothecary at the store also for the last 13 years. She's an excellent broom maker, basin maker. So we're going to do that. But that retreat date is um, December 30th through January 1st. And for anyone who's listening and curious, the online, it's both online and in person. So all the online, all this in-person stuff is being video recorded, made available online. People all over the world are logging in to watch it through the video feeds, but then the people in the room get to participate hands-on. So it's 180 for the online part. But if you want to come in person, it's an extra 120, making 300 for the whole weekend. Food, lodging, the whole thing. Well, tent wow, camping if you want to bring the lodging, that's separate. But, yeah, and then our whole right. staff, including Pranavam Das, my boyfriend, also known as Lip on Redding, is an amazing musician, and he does all the music live mm-hmm. for us. He's been the one wow. recording all the meditations with me. I have been making some of the meditations uh-huh. available on my YouTube channel. They are all made available for my people enrolled in my course, and we've now done five. But we're going to do every meditation in the book guided to music, beautiful, brilliant music. And he's um, his meditate. He he leads a, a spiritual sort of meditation group himself, but based in more the um, the Hindu adjacent paganism. He does a lot of uh-huh. uh, yoga classes and things like that. And he understands how music and tone and frequency um, create the world through the chakras, through energy, through frequency. And he uses the science of that music to really shift consciousness. It's amazing. So he's there live helping us do that. It's a huge staff of people making it a beautiful experience. And we're hoping more people will sign up to come join us in person. So that is all to be found at thesojo.com. Okay, good. I was like, oh, please give the website. Yes, thesojo.com. Yep. Let's talk. T-H-E-S-O-J-O.com. Dot com. Very simple. The Sojo. Let's talk about the Sojourner Polar mm-hmm. Provisions store. Tell folks about the store. Well, we've been um, at 414 Evans Street in, in what they call Uptown Greenville, North Carolina. We're about two blocks off of East Carolina University's campus since 1998. Yep. We're in our 13th year. And come, well, three months away, four months away from our 14th anniversary. I can't believe it. And we're going strong. Got a staff of six and an online 
website now we can ship within the USA, which has been exciting. That's new. Yes, indeed. And it is, uh, from what I've been told, because I haven't had the pleasure of being there in person, you've got everything. You've got everything. We try. So if you have a need, I'm telling you, get online and check it out. There's everything Mm -hmm. there. I'm so excited. You've just really exploded onto the scene. I am tickled to death. How do folks get in touch with you um, if they have questions uh, for you directly? Mm -hmm. For me directly? Oh, that's easy. Well, for one, I do have an author website, which has all the little contact forms. Uh, The author website, very easy, heronmichelle.com. But my email is heronmichelle at thesojo.com also. Um, But if you just go to my website, which you can Google to find my author website, um, there is a contact form, and you can. It's got all my social media links and my email. It'll come straight to me. So cool. And um, you know, I can't wait to hear more about your upcoming classes and everything that's going on. Past this particular, I know you're doing it in quarters, um, which is brilliant. But everything that's going to come out of the new book. I'm really mm-hmm. looking forward to. I know you have a, a submission date in mind. Um, mm-hmm. How long after the submission date do you think it will take for us to have the actual book? Oh, well, typically what I understand from the Llewellyn process is that after you submit your second draft and you've, you know, where you've basically responded to their notes, once you submit the second draft and it's accepted, it's a one-year from that moment to release. That's, it takes a whole lot of copy editing and layout and art and the whole thing. I'm just now hoping wow. to get first draft in by December. December. And knowing me yeah. and my slowness, the chances of me being done with a second draft before, I don't know, spring equinox are probably small, so... I don't know, sometime in 24, hopefully, I'll have this one out. That's awesome. But I'm slow, Raina. I'm slow. No. (laughs) You know what? Quality takes time, and quite frankly, I would rather wait for something I know that's going to be fantastic than a quick fix. Um, Mm -hmm. So anyone who has read the first book, who reads your blog, knows the quality of writing that you do. And quite frankly, I'm here for it. And thank you for writing in your youth uh, so that we can have many, many years with you and and Mm -hmm. learn all of these amazing things. Because I find that, you know, as I've gotten older, and I've said this a million times, the road ahead is a lot shorter than the road behind. And mm-hmm. to know that you're out there making it happen, bringing people in of all ages, because anyone who hears you just, I don't know, you've got this voice that just sucks you right in when you're teaching. <laughs> magical and brilliant all on its own. So I, I'm just so glad, you know, that, that you're out here doing it and making it happen and doing courses and offering retreats and, and, you know, continuing to write and run a fantastic store and being a great, you know, example for your kids and for the rest of us as well. 
So I'm just, I'm so honored by your presence, and I'm so glad you came and hung out with me um, tonight for a while. I know I kind of made you stop writing, and I'm uh, probably in trouble for doing that, but I don't really care. Um, that's what happens when you're over 60 that people are like ah forget it Uh, but I I just want to thank you again for coming on and folks who don't have the book the book is Elemental Witchcraft A Guide to Living a Magical Life Through the Elements again one of the best books of 2022 period hands down I'm just saying Give it a whirl. You're going to love it. Heron Michelle, thank you so much, and I hope I can get you back on again before I see you at Next Mystics Out. I'm hoping to see you there. Of course. Um, which would be fantastic. And, and thank you again one more time for taking the time out of your schedule to, to come and hang out with me. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. It's been my pleasure, and, and it's been a nice reprieve from book jail. I appreciate that. Thank you. No doubt. Thank you. All right. I will speak with you again soon. All right, everybody. That's it for this evening. I will be back on Sunday morning with Elohim Leofar. We're going to be on for a couple hours, actually. Uh, And I'm very interested to hear what he is up to and what he has been doing. And we're going to have a lot of fun. Have a great night. Have a great tomorrow. See you Sunday morning.